is the of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God and Sometimes when we come to such retreat, I feel I'm coming just to have a good time, to have a fun time, which is great, of course. And sometimes I feel I'm not related. I'm here just because someone pushed me to come to this retreat. And some of us coming with a very heavy burden in your past. Of course, you still are young, but still you have your miserable past, whatever it was and whatever it was. The church is always encouraging us to come as you are, but you will never leave the church as you are. So we are talking about the synergy, and we need to understand three simple words. First of all is the word grace. Abuna yesterday spoke about grace for a long time. Can you tell me what is grace? Okay, very good. Receiving what you don't say. We hear every time in the liturgy and in the best parts and Matthew, the grace of his only begotten Son Jesus Christ. What does it mean the grace of his only begotten Son Jesus Christ? It's the whole life of Christ. The very end of the liturgy, all of you will have communion. What what does it mean to have communion? I receive the life of Christ, which is able and which is enabling me to do everything that I cannot do by my own. So grace is receiving the life of Christ to enable me to do everything that I can do by my own. But in this other side, there's a human part. If you are not allowing this, this grace, if you are not working according to what you have received, it's nothing. We know the very famous verse, John 3:16, For God so loved the world that whoever believes in him shall never perish. Are you one of those who believe in him actively and positively? Otherwise, this love just you watch it. You hear about it, but it's not yours at all. So what is synergy? Synergy is when God is always presenting his grace first, then you respond positively and actively. And any time you come to church, you listen to a sermon, you read a spiritual book or you, your Bible, the grace is approaching you. You are here maybe because someone pushed you to be here against your will. It's the grace. Then how are you going to cooperate with this grace? We chose, and as Abuna told us last night, we read Second Kings chapter 7. It's a very famous story, if you read it before, and we'll see today how it's a synergy. God is giving grace, and someone either responding positively or negatively. And this is your choice and my choice in this morning. Yes, I'm coming as I am, but I will never leave the place as I am. If you read the story, I will just summarize in a few minutes, and then we can go through the text. At a certain point, Israel, the king of the north, were uh, suffering from a famine because the enemy came and surrounded the city of Samaria. So everyone inside the, the city was suffering from this famine. The head of a donkey was sold for 80 shekels, and people even were eating their children. This is the end of chapter 6 in 2 Kings. So what is the spiritual status of those Israelites? They never worshipped God for over 100 years. So they were called to be Israelites. They did not worship God for 100 years. It might be your status or my status today. Yes, I go to church. And maybe I'm a deacon or a servant. But my heart is too far. I'm there because my parents are pushing me to be there. I'm there, but I'm addicted to born or to weed or alcohol or whatever it is, still I'm not free. I feel my life is superficial or fake, but I have to do it to please my parents, to please my friends, and also to be in the right place in front.
once everyone else. So those people, or those Israelites, never worshipped God, living a very sinful life. But this is not the miserable part of the story. So another four people, the miserable of the miserable, they had leprosy. Leprosy in the Old Testament was sign of profanity and sign of sin, and all of them were kicked out of the city. So if you are coming with this feeling, you are the most miserable of the miserable with a hope. Because there is grace and there is synergy and it's my turn to look back or to look to the Lord and to respond positively and actively. So this is just a simple painting or drawing. The Israelites in the middle, the red one, the enemy is everywhere. Those four leprosy, or those four people who had leprosy, they were taken outside. So they are between the camp of the Israelites and between the enemies. If you are in this position this morning, totally rejected by everyone, or at least this is your feeling, rejected by everyone because of any reason, because of your past, because of your family, because of whatever it is, because of your struggle. Sometimes you are rejected because of your struggle. The church is welcoming you and grace is offered to each and every one of us. Those people started in a different sense. As I told you, for more than 100 years, they never worshiped God. They are the miserable of the miserable. So God is always the initiator. What happened? It says in verse 1, Then Elijah said, Hear the word of the Lord, thus says the Lord, Tomorrow about this time a sea of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel, and two seeds of barley for a shekel as they came to Samaria. No one prayed for it. No one was pleading for God or crying for God. But God came and is telling you, today is the day of your salvation. Why? I didn't do anything else because this is grace. Grace is free gift given to the unworthy. It is the life of Christ. He didn't ask us on the cross, are you going to believe? I'm going to lie for you. If not, I'm not going. He died while everyone down in the cross was saying, crucify him, crucify him. How much more are we going to, to receive what we say we believe in one word? So the Lord approached you and me. Today your family is going to be or tomorrow your family will be in. Are you willing to repent and confess? Are you willing to operate and receive the grace? It's your decision. But this grace is not valid until you accept it. A very famous story in the early 19th century, <coughs> uh, Andrew Jackson was the president of the United States. And there was a man who was sentenced to death. His name was George Wilson. And some people went and tried to get a pardon from the president, and they got the pardon from the president. But he refused it. Then the people were not able to do anything for him. So they sent it back to the Supreme Court. This man received a pardon from his sentence of death and he rejected it. And it came back from the Supreme Court. Pardon is a piece of paper. Unless you accept it, that won't be hard. And this is exactly what happened on that day. You heard the good news, but still it's too much. Verse 2 says so, an officer of whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could this thing be? And he said, In fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Unfortunately, many of us, seeing it, 
but you can't enjoy it. I'm afraid that we'll miss our last chance. You don't know when or where, but with joy, I'm waking up and choosing my chance this morning. Then there is a free word to cooperate. It's your decision. It's your part of cooperation. Verse now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one another, why we are sitting here until we die? Why we are sitting here until we die? I will confess tomorrow. I will repent later. Not now. Yes, but you are losing days of your life. And maybe you are losing all your life. So, free will is operating in which sense? The grace was bestowed upon them. Even to think properly, it's a grace from God. To act positively, it's a grace from God. But are you willing to continue or not? So, and then to one another, why are we sitting here until we die? If we say we will enter the city, the famine is in the city. It's a direction of this. I'm going back to college. I'm being, going back to my old friends. It's a place of death. You want me to leave them? I'm, going, I'm asking you to be the sanctification of this group or this place. And if we say we enter the city, the famine is there, and the city and we shall die. And if we sit here, I'm not going to do anything. You know, the Lord was asking, or the rich man was asking the Lord, what I shall do to inherit the life? The answer is, do so and so. Can you ask the question in the opposite direction? What I do not do to inherit the life? Do nothing. Stay as you are, and don't move on. And you feel that I'm in my comfort zone. So you are saying the same thing, and if we stay here, and if we sit here, we die also. Now the poor come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live, and if they kill us, we shall die. Here is, again, a small drawing to explain. They are still in the middle. There is two directions of this. Stay as you are, or go into the city where the famine is. There's one possibility of life if we go in this direction. We thank God in the New Testament, we have one full assurance if we go into the direction of God. He said, we may live. We are sure we live. Because Christ, is, he said, I am the life. So are you willing to cooperate and go into the direction of life? It's the grace that brought you here to hear it and to respond positively and actively. So the grace of a proper thinking. You can, maybe your mind is totally far right now. You are thinking of something else. The grace is grabbing your mind back. Think with where is your direction of life? There is only one full assurance of life in one direction. Again, there is a few words. thought properly. And I know some of us decide, yes, I will have, I would like to have a new start. But I do not. I will do nothing. Now he started to move on. Sometimes we repent virtually, because everything became virtual in our life now. I thought of it, and I have some tears. How come that I reach this point? What are you going to do? Nothing. We move on. It says in verse 5 then, and they rose at the twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians, and when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. Why? For the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of the chariots 
and the voice of the horses, the noise of the great army. So they said to one another, look, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites, kings of the Egyptians, to attack us before they rose and fled as a free night and left the camp. They take their forces, their donkeys, and they fled for their lives. You can see it easily. I tried hundreds of times to stop watching war, or to go to these places, or to stop drinking, or whatever it is, and I failed. Yes, you are absolutely right. But can you stretch out your <coughs> hand and you pick one step? Did they think for a single moment this would happen? Because you cooperated with the Greeks for their surprise, no one was there. For your surprise, no one will be there. Yes, you were defeated hundred times. And I was defeated hundred times. We heard it today in the Epistle of St. Paul, the Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8. You were darkness, but now you are the light. Walk as the children of light. So once we start to take our very, very small steps for our surprise, freedom is there. Why? It is not based on your own strength, it's based on His grace, which is again giving as a free gift to the unworthy, all of us, and unconditional. Then we can see the abundance of grace. Said it's from the misery of the sin to the abundance of grace. They were dying, and the two options were death, and one option of a possibility of life. That which is abundance of grace, because we choose this direction. Then in verse 8, and when these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one tent and ate and drank, and carried from silver and gold and clothing and went and hid them. Then they came back and entered another tent and carried some of them there also and went and hid. There's an abundance. You will never come before his grace and you go home hungry or thirsty. But are you able to focus just for a few hours or a weekend to have a proper thinking by His grace, to move on one step and for your surprise, healing and salvation is there. Delivery and freedom is also there. Now we fit. Maybe all your life you never thought to be as such. Remember, you are the most miserable of the miserable Israelites. You were able to be fit abundantly by the grace of God. But who did it? Why do you say it's 99% is God's grace? He gave them how to think. He gave them to move on and for their surprise, the enemy was not there anymore. You know, at the very first moments in the liturgy, we are suffering because there is no mics working because we don't have a battery. What is the value of a battery in this poor place, which is over 15 million dollars and your effort to come here, it's nothing. Without this battery, which is few cents, things will stop. It's without your cooperation, which is with your free will, with the grace, which is the meaning of the synergy. God is sending his grace first. It's very important. He's sending his grace first for each and every one of us. How are you going to respond to it? And this is the word of Father by synergy we mean that the actual living out of our union with Christ as Lord requires the cooperation of two unequal. It's 99.9% and maybe 
Two unequal, but equal in three persons, Christ and me. Don't say, Lord, I have such addiction. Take me out. He can take you out by his own. He can, but he will never do it. He will never force himself into your life. It's your own personal cooperation with him. That's why we say we would like to make a mission. Great. And we find tens and hundreds of people signing up for, for mission. What are you going to say? What are you going, you going to share? To, sh to share with others. I was in darkness. I was darkness and now I'm not because of his grace. Because I cooperate properly or not. And here what he said. They are the miserable of the miserable. And now they are preachers of the good news. Here what he said in verse 19. Then he said to another, we are not doing right. This day is a day for good news. You have a day of good news? We pray that this weekend will be a weekend of good news for each of us. Yes, you never confess your sins. Yes, you confess, but you are hiding a dark part. It's time to bring it into light because we are called to be the son of light. And we remain silent. You can't remain silent if you have good news. Why you are silent? Because you don't have good news. And this good news is not for others, it's for me, and I can share it with others. Without enjoying it, it's just used without being good or bad. If you wait until morning light, some punishment will come upon us. We heard the burden. Our brothers and sisters are suffering, and they are dying from the lack of food. And I'm saying, I don't care. I'm well. I'm okay. You are not okay. We are doing something bad. And he said, Now, therefore, come, let us go to and kill the king's household. So they went and called to the gatekeepers of the city and told them, saying, We went to the Syrian camp and said, Rising, no one was there, not a human sound, only horses, donkeys, died, and the things instead. Great news. Maybe again, once more for me, I heard it for a second. I was asleep a few minutes ago. I'm hearing now there are good news. How are you going to respond? Unfortunately, it is too good to be true. But in fact, it's too good and it's very true. Here, verse 12. So the king arose in the night and said to the servants, Let me now tell you what the Syrians have done to us. I came to many of these before, and I know the priest and the servant has to say the same thing. I know it. It doesn't work. This is the biggest lie. That the devil is trying to repeat it in your mind to stop you from enjoying his grace, to synergize <coughs> with the grace of the Most High. So tell us, the man who rejected the grace, let me now tell you what the Syrians have done to us. They know that we are hungry, therefore they have gone out of the camp to hide themselves in the field, saying, when they come out of the city, we shall catch them alive and get into the city. And thinking of another defeat, not a victory. I know, if I was right again, I would play in a few days. I tried before and I was good for a week, and then I'm back again. When you are back again, did you go back to your father's confession to strengthen or you fled for another year till the next <coughs> retreat and add in the same cycle? <coughs> the grace is abund <coughs> abundance of grace and working every day. So don't be lazy to say, I'm waiting till the next retreat. Yes, you can 
start here, but you have to follow up with your father of compassion. Maybe every couple of weeks, three weeks, even every day if needed. Sometimes when I'm certain under certain bondage, I need to follow up on a daily basis. Then I will be set free and I will leave others. I have good news. <coughs> so he rejected the But there was one man who was able to save the whole nation. We don't know his name. We don't know how you are here today. Someone, maybe you don't know him at all. Maybe your parents were praying for you. Maybe you were the priest of your, your church or the servant who is serving you was wishing you by the grave and cooperating positively with the spirit. Here there was one of the servants and said, please, let several men take five of the remaining horses which are left in the city. Look, they may either become like all the mother of Israel and are left in it, or indeed I say, they may become like all the multitude of Israel left from those who are consumed, so let us send them and see. The four men believe there is one direction of a possibility of life. This man said, what we can do? We already lost everything and are going to die. There is a possibility of life. I don't want it. The king said, it's a trap. And some of us would say, again, it's a trap. Why am I here? But it's not a trap, it's the grace that brought you here. The grace was knocking at the door of your heart right now, and it's your point percent cooperation to complete the synergy between God, God himself, and you. So the messengers returned and told the king, then the people went out and plundered the tents of the Syrians, so a sea of fine flour was sold for a shekel, and two seeds of barley for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. He said, what is you in your heart, Lord? I want all to be saved and to know the truth. It's my turn, and it's your turn. In the liturgy, I'm reminding you, we are seeing in the end, the life of Christ, the grace of his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to enable you to do anything and everything. I know you have a past, and I have a past. I have a miserable story in my life, but he's telling us here, the Lord and only, only him, through his grace, wants to give you a new past, new present, and a new future. Again, the Lord and the Lord alone is able to give you a new past, new present, and new future. If you are willing to agree to this grace, you can remain rejecting and not accepting. Tells us now the king had appointed an officer on whose hand he leaned to have charge of the gate, but the people trampled him in the gate and he died. He was mocking at the beginning of the story. He lost it. There is a choice. Whether to be like the four miserable of the miserable and to seek life, a short life in Christ, and to invite others. To be like this servant who said, let us try it, because there is an option of life. Or to be like this man mocking at the church, mocking at the liturgy, mocking at everything. Even if it's not out loud in my mind, in my heart, what are they saying? Why are we here? Are here to cooperate with the grace of God? And finally, there is a lot of applications we can do. Your repentance is God is calling you today, but without you coming, the chaos was a sinner. 
He tried all his best. But once the Lord came in and he saw the grace, the grace moved him to, to climb the tree. And though the grace moved him to humble himself, he was a very rich man, as it says in Luke chapter 19. Then he responded positively. I will give half of my goods. Why? There is nothing say give half of your goods if you remain. I'm showing you that I'm seriously receive the grace and with the abundance of grace and giving more than it required. Prayer. God is looking at your door. Some of us came very early to pray. Some came late and some I'm sure few didn't come yet. You will come maybe after the liturgy. Why? Because the call of prayer is not clear in my ears. Liturgy the same thing without the free. The congregation, the deacons, we can't start. But who is calling us? It's God Himself again. The ministry. God is calling you to receive grace to say we have good news. And so on. I cannot be holy, but He is the one who is giving me the power to be holy. Let us pray with this spirit in this liturgy. You are not here for a normal liturgy, are here every liturgy is a meeting with the grace of God, enjoying the fullness of His power, going out as sincere said in this liturgy. We are praying in every liturgy by sincere, as purifying our inner man. When I study, was telling us about the work of the Holy Spirit in our man, inner man. Purify our inner man to be like Saint Anthony or Saint Paul, to be as the purity of your Son, Jesus Christ, of whom you are going to commune. All pray with this mindset. We are seeking the purity of Christ to be mine in my man. May the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you for now and forever and ever. Amen. Amen.